Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Real Talk. We fucking missed you. We're an unfiltered, unbiased podcast. My name's Sean Costantino, and I'm joined always by my co-host, Connor Martin. It is so good to be back. Holy shit. What a hiatus, bro. We have we, so much I, just to rant about. We, you know what? It might be a good thing. They might, like, the people might be like, oh, shit, what are they going to do? We're waiting for them. It's like that, like, suspense. Or people just forgot about us and don't give a fuck about us. It could be either of the, the two. I think the latter is probably more. Yeah, you might be right. Likely. But uh, we're back. We're going to talk to you about some NFL draft recap, even though it happened, you know, a week and a half, two weeks ago. We're a little bit late. Uh, we got the NHL playoffs. We got the NBA playoffs. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get into a little bit of media, some Mets, some Yankees. That what? What's the fucking Mets guy that doesn't even have a fucking single hit, but he has two walk-off hits? The Mets legend, Patrick Mazzini. He, he's he's like 0 for 3, but has two walk-offs. Yeah, he should just come up to the plate shirtless. They keep ripping he, his jersey He really off. should. If he, came to, if he came to the plate shirtless, I bet you opposing pitchers would be afraid. Him and his cream, his cream cheese body. He literally looks like a creamsicle. All right, but yeah, no, we have a lot to go through here. I had to – I think it's, it's actually better we took a little bit of time off after the draft because I had to convince myself – I had to I had to settle down. I had to kind of watch some tape. I had to look at some of the picks and uh, talk myself into some stuff that went down during the draft. But um, I don't know. Do you want to start with the Colts? Or do you want to start with the no? Giants? I I I agree with you. Um, on our Instagram, we came out with that uh, original draft grade, which I did myself, um, and a lot of people were upset with me, um, especially Giant fans with the Tony pick, and I, especially my cousin. Mm-hmm. and I wasn't trying to defend it in the slightest. I wasn't trying to, you know, shit on the Giants, anything. It was just more so they needed a wide receiver. I love the fucking trade down. The trade that they – and Gettleman's never traded down his entire life, but he traded down. Perfect fucking pick. I'm surprised Denver and Carolina didn't trade down. If they knew Chicago wanted to move up that far, you bluff them and you get a better deal than the Giants got. But, I mean, you know what? At first, I didn't like the Tony pick just because I thought, you know, Bateman was still there. Elijah Moore was still there. Terrace Terrace Marshall was still there. But that's the thing. The Giants needed a wide receiver, and they took their guy, and that's all you can do. If you have someone rated higher at that certain position and you pick the position, that's fine. So that was my bad on the Giants grade. I gave them a C- minus for Tony just because I thought that they reached on him but they needed a wide receiver no matter what. And they took the guy that they thought was better than everyone else. So, I mean, listen, you can't hate on it. You took yeah. your guy. Yeah. And in the moment I was devastated. Obviously I wanted Devontae. But Smith. they didn't take Quiddy pay. But that was, well, that was the other thing. When we got jumped <laughs> by the Eagles, I instantly opened up the liquor and started drinking. Cause I just yeah. thought, all right, here we you. go again. The Eagles another, fucked you again. Two another, times within eight months. Another draft. Dave Gettleman's going to fuck up, but the trade down, I didn't know what they got at first. I just saw that they had traded back. I'm like, all right, well, uh, they didn't get their guy, so they're just going to trade back, take his picks. When I saw they got the first-round pick from the Bears, I was shocked. Did not realize they were going to be able to get a first-round pick for trading back. I think it was like nine spots. Yep. Um, and then the Tony pick. I mean, I like the pick more and more now that I'm talking myself into it because you got to look at it this way. What they got, I think it was a first, a fourth, and then it was a first next year and then a fourth next year and a fifth this year, something like that. And then swapping first round picks. You have to think of it as, would you rather have Devonte Smith or would you rather have Kadarius Tony, all of the picks that you got and the bears first round pick next year, which when they took Justin Fields, you never know. They have Andy Dalton, Justin Fields in the roster. There might be a situation where Andy Dalton starts the year, Justin Fields comes in. And those situations for rookie quarterbacks never usually work out the way that you want them to. So that can be a top 10 pick next year. So that's where I agree with you, where you wanted Devonta Smith, you didn't get him, but you did the best possible case scenario. You got three extra picks and still got a wide receiver that you liked. And all the the so-called draft experts were given that trade an A. They didn't like the pick at at 21. They didn't really like Tony. The trade itself itself was an A+. Yeah, that was an A+. And the thing that was funny about that, the Bears didn't call the Giants for that. Dave Gettleman called the Bears for that. He called, offered them that deal, and they accepted. So shout out to Dave Gettleman. And uh, I can't remember the guy who's his assistant right now. They're grooming him to be the new GM once Dave leaves. Connor Martin. 
Yeah, I wish. <laughs> but um, they, they picked up the phone and they said, hey, our guy's not there. We know you're targeting such and such at this spot. We're, we wanted your first round pick next year and all that shit. And they said, yes. So it turned out to be good. Um, I like, I like the rest of the draft a lot more than the first night of the draft. I mean, getting Aziz Ojolari after trading. Yeah, oh, dude, go round. for it. Yeah. Go through all the picks. Well, that when we did our fab five, I had Aziz Ojolari as my number one pass rusher yeah. and people kept putting him off because of no production. There was no sacks. There was no this, there was no that. And you go through the game tape, and he was double teamed every single fucking time. It's the same thing with Jalen Phillips and Gregory Rousseau. They were coming from opposite edges. So one of the time, one of the two were getting blocked. So those two Miami edge rushers uh, inflated their stats based off of who was getting double teamed. But I thought Ojolari was the best of the bunch, and the Giants got him at 50. They didn't even get him with their second-round pick. They traded back again and still got him. Well, that was the thing. They were they were looking at Ojolari at 21. That was a first-round option. They traded back, got their wide receiver they needed. They got into the second round. They traded back again and took Ojolari, which I love that pick. He's going to be – they're probably going to plug him in as their starting edge. He'll be a day-one starter, 100%. Um, he's going to plug in. Yeah, he's going to play every single game. But the fact that they were able to trade from 42 all the way back into the 50s and still snag him in the second round was solid. And then the rest of their draft – they got another pass rusher, Ellison Smith, who I really like. He's going to be a big time uh, kind of low, like, I guess a low risk, high reward kind of guy. He's, Everyone said that was a, the pick he's in a, the draft. He's a big dude. He's, um, he looks like a, a little skinny, body. though. He, he looks like he needs to gain a little bit of weight. Well, he's tall. That's the thing. He's got the frame for it. And out of Northern Iowa, you're not going to get like the same kind of talent as you would in, in Georgia being an SEC school. But that's another guy I'm looking forward to. And then they took two more corners that I like. Aaron Robinson, they traded up to get. They, they used that pick from the Bears to trade up to get him. They're going to plug him in as one of the slot guys next year. Um, so there's plenty of depth in the secondary now. And that's what they needed to address. So I was saying the whole pre-draft process, you need to get those passer, uh, you need to get those playmakers on the outside for Daniel Jones. And then if you're going defense, the only way to win in the NFL now is to pass the ball and to stop the pass. So they went and they got two edge rushers. They drafted two corners on top of signing a Dory Jackson and then on top of re-signing Leonard Williams. So like they're filling spots and kind of adapting to this new age NFL where in the past, the Giants were always, oh, building the trenches, building the trenches. You get an offensive line, you get a defensive line, run stuffers, and we're going to run the, run the ball down your throat. They're kind of getting that new age offense. And I think it has a lot to do with Joe Judge because in the past, head coaches haven't really had much say with GMs for the Giants. I mean, you had McAdoo, you had Shermer, and they usually just drafted best player available. Now they're drafting the best player available for those positions that they need to fill and the positions that are the most important in the NFL right now. So I was super happy with the, the Giants draft so far. And even that running back they got from Arizona, Gary Braywell. What, do you, what would you back. say the best pick and the worst pick is from the Giants? Best pick of the draft? I mean, it's got to be Ojalar in the second round. That's that's the most value. Worst pick. I mean, it's it's hard to say worst pick right now because you don't know until they get out on the field. Uh, it's I, I would think maybe maybe they're running back in the sixth round, but you're not getting enough. I mean, you, you could just cut that guy after I think. If you're gonna have to go worst pick, I'm gonna go with the running back. But I also, I mean, I don't want to say it, but it's probably Kadarius Tony just in case. It's like you have all the guys. <laughs> You have all the guys that are doing the um, what's the call it? All the guys that are on the board, like Terrace Marshall, like uh, Rashad Bateman, all those guys that were rated a little bit higher than him. So, yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I thought the Giants had a really good draft, honestly. Like after the first pick, I was yeah. I was kind of shitting on you. I was shitting on my cousin too. I said yeah. Kadarius Tony. I said <clears throat> yeah, he's talented, but like all these other wide receivers that are on the board. But like I said, and. Like every GM says, if your guy's on the board, you fucking take him. No matter what. doesn't matter if he's a second-round grade, a third-round grade. If you have your guy, you fucking take him. And Dave Gettleman's sure as shit the type of person to take someone when you don't expect him to go. Yeah, so they're putting a lot on Daniel Jones' shoulders. I think, I think the Giants had a relatively really good draft. I think that of the five people that we put on the Instagram, the winners, 
I put in the honorable mentions the Browns, the Jets, and the Giants because yeah, they all had both New York teams had really good drafts. Both New York teams uh, accomplished exactly what they wanted. They got the guys they wanted. They got their future, whether that's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. So I know you didn't want Quiddy Pay, but the Colts ended up taking them. I remember we saw, I saw, what was it? It was the Colts draft room because Chris Ballard always puts this shit out every single year. And right after the Giants took Kadarius Tony. The Colts draft room exploded like the fucking yeah. wave. Exploded. Said, "Get Quiddy on the get Quiddy on the phone. Get Quiddy on the phone. Drop yeah, it reminded a twenty-one." Me of the Justin Jefferson pick from yeah. last year. Dropping a twenty-one and listen, I believe in Chris Ballard, one of the best GMs, if not the best GM, the past four fucking years. He knows exactly what the team needs. He knows how to build the team from the trenches up. The Colts have probably the best. If not the second best offensive line, shout out Boda, shout out James, Cleveland Browns, fuck off. But um, they're just, they're making the team more, they're just catering to the team. The Colts want to run the ball. They came out with that fucking hat, run the damn ball. Quentin Nelson's <laughs> wearing it. The whole offensive line's wearing it. You got Jonathan Taylor, you got Marlon Mack, fucking Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins as your four running backs. Those are four capable people of running the ball every single time. So, I really wanted an offensive lineman first. So I was a little upset with the draft to begin with, but after the last two days when they signed Eric Fisher, mm-hmm. it made me feel a little bit better because now we know we got our left tackle for the next fucking, you know, eight to 10 years. He's going to be hurt for the first couple, you know, six or eight games this year, but we got Quiddy pay at 21 when he was supposed to go top 10, top 11 coming from Africa the fucking Michigan to Indianapolis. This dude is a fucking beast. I love this story. I like to watching him fucking cry with his mom. He bought his mom a house. He bought his mom yeah. a fucking car right away. That's the type of dude that you want on your fucking team. And the Colts only weakness was wide receiver and edge rusher. And they address edge rusher right away with fucking Quiddy Pay and with Deo Odin. Odin. I don't fucking even know. Odin Bigo. Uh, Yeah. Those guys with the weird last names tend to be solid. Yeah, I'm just going to call him Deo, the, the, the fucking some of, my, some of my favorite pass rushers. I haven't yeah. been able to pronounce their last yeah. names. Yeah, OC, like OC, OC, OCU, yeah. Minora. I literally was just about yeah. to say that too. Matthias fucking Deo, yep. fucking Dayo, again, a beast from Vanderbilt. He's going to be a stud. Kylan Granson, who we came out with that under-the-radar draft prospect thing, yep. the tight end from SMU. Not even a tight end. He, he kind of reminds me of Evan Ingram when he was coming out. He's fast. He's a little bit undersized, about 6'3", 6'4". Doesn't block, but Jesus Christ, you put the ball in the in his hands. He's catching that shit, and he's fucking running for the end zone. The Colts don't have a fucking tight end. They got Moali Cox, who they designated. Trey so Burton. Jack Doyle? Is, yeah. No, baby hands, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle has smaller hands than me, and he's six foot five. That motherfucker drops everything. I don't even know how he's a fucking tight end in the NFL. That guy <laughs> needs to fuck off. Kyle Granson's going to take that shit over. And then the last couple picks I didn't really like. They took Sean Davis. Um, yeah, so you were mad from, about some quarterback pick, right? They, yeah. They, oh, I'm going to get to that. They took Sean Davis, the safety out of Florida. Malik Hooker's probably going to be gone uh, eventually. They're not going to re-sign him. So I get the depth, but we have such a young secondary. We have so many corners that you could just plug in somebody. I think that was like a wasted pick. But right after that, in the sixth round, why – Tay Gowan, who is, again, a fan of our fucking page. He likes all of our shit. Tay Gowan, the cornerback from UCF, the national championships from two years ago, you know, yeah. they were the, they were the champions. champions. Not Alabama. Not Alabama. Undefeated national champions. Yes, sir. He was still available, and the Colts decided to take Sam Ellinger from Texas, a quarterback we're that's back. probably not going to do shit in the NFL, but I feel bad because – a week ago, that's when his his brother, that was his brother, just got found dead, the Texas uh, linebacker. You heard about this story? Oh, his yeah, his brother. That, that was his brother. Dead. That was his brother that fa- got found dead on unnatural causes. They don't even know what happened. So, you know, respect to him, RIP to him. But I just, you know, I didn't understand the pick, especially having Jacob Eason in the second round last My year. My guy, Jacob Eason. Why would you waste a six-round pick when there's, you know, late-round gems and you take a fucking other quarterback? Like, I didn't understand that. And then in round seven, they took Michael – listen, it looks like Strahan, 
but I know it's not Michael Strahan. I'm just gonna say Michael Strahan. I don't even know. Yeah, you what get Michael. School. You get Michael Strahan in the seventh round. That's a steal. I think he's from, dude. I don't even know where he's from. Honestly, I I, I just like, I just didn't understand the pick. There was a bunch of other wide receivers. Austin Watkins, the kid that again we did the under the radar shit on too. Mm-hmm. I don't like these NFL GMs. Like I don't know how they do their grading because sometimes these kids that are fifth round, sixth round, seventh round grades end yeah. up getting undrafted. And it's just like, what are you watching? Are you watching their tape? Are you watching their combine? Like what, what's turning you off from them and what's turning you on to these guys that aren't even supposed to be fucking drafted. Yeah. And plus you got to look at a lot of the guys that they're going to bring in on undrafted uh, rookies and that kind of stuff. And then once they make roster, well, that's cuts, true too. June, the contracts 1st, are so different. Yeah. Yeah. June 1st is going to be a lot of roster cuts. Um, so the roster could, could look completely different in uh, like what two three weeks now but yeah no overall i think we were both pretty happy with at least the first round and like a couple of the later round picks but it's just it's impressive to see kind of the reception of some of these picks like i don't know about you i don't know how you feel about this but atlanta is absolutely out of their minds they're pulling so they're pulling a a giants from what two years ago when they were trying to build around eli with brandon marshall and odell and all these guys it's it's just they're third, pushing third best team in the division. They're, they're trading pushing. Julio. They're trading Julio. They have a 35 year old quarterback and they draft a tight end. Hmm. Yeah. They're, they're just pushing back the inevitable. with Matt I Ryan. mean, listen, that was my dynasty pick. So if Kyle Pitts wants to go off, fuck it. But that <laughs> should ain't, that's not going to help them get over the hump. Not no, you case. can't, you can't deny the talent there, but I just, I don't see the fit. Um, Unless, unless Matt Ryan like turns out to be fucking Tom Brady 2.0 or just turns it's been, it on it's like been 13 career. years. Uh, it's been 13. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. That's it. Yeah. He, he, he's no one else. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. And then the other pick I, that surprised me was, um, what was it? Leatherwood to the Raiders at like 17. Oh my God. Uh, everyone knows that. How many times have the Raiders done? They picked Cleland Farrell at four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think they picked, they picked Damon Arnett at 19 last year. He was like the eighth ranked corner. They just yeah. take who Mike Mayak was a draft expert. Then he got hired to the Raiders and they've had the worst draft over the past three years. <laughs> Give me his fucking job. <laughs> it's just funny. Cause I, I don't know who said it. I heard someone say the Raiders, they look at the draft differently than everyone else. They take their draft board and they flip it upside down and they pick that way. So they pick from the bottom up. It's just it, the Raiders are going to Raiders. I mean, unless he turns out to be fucking the the next great left tackle, but I just he I don't think so. Based off the had, Raiders fucking we, draft. Well, we no. had our mock drafts. We had the Raider or not the Raiders. We had uh, Leatherwood projected as like a second or third round pick. I didn't even have. And he him went at seventeen. Round. He went at seventeen. Yeah, that's what I was looking at him. Do. I was looking at him at forty two for the Giants if they needed to get another tackle. But yeah, so that was another surprise. Um, I don't know. Do you want to get into the schedule a little bit? Is there anything on the cold schedule that um, stuck out? We're gonna have. Well, I want to put out the. Um, I want to put out the post, so we we won't get into them now. Mm-hmm. We'll do it a little bit later. Um, we're gonna do. So I have my design for the Colts. Yep. I got the record already. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. You guys gotta go to the Instagram to check it out. Um, I would like to have Connor's input for the Colts record too. That's it. Like. I have my design and then I'm in the caption. You say what you thought. And then for the giants, I'm going to do your design. I'm going to say what I think I have. So we're going to contribute for both of our teams. So yeah. And everyone that uh, wants to comment with those, I know we have a, a good amount of giants fans out there following the pod. I don't know how many Colts fans we have. But... I don't think we have any Colts. <laughs> Is there any Colts fans in the world other than like me and Pat McAfee? Like I, yeah. who's a Colt fan? Peyton Manning, maybe. I don't know. But, um, but you yeah, know, we're going to do that. Uh, throw that up on the IG. You can comment at us, say we're out of control with these record predictions. I know I've seen Sean's. It's pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good. But, yeah, no, I wanted to get into two. There was two games that stuck out to me on the Giants schedule that I wanted to talk about. So I don't know if you saw this, but last year the Giants played the Bucks on Monday night, and it went down to that final red zone play where the refs fucked us and I – went off on the NFL officiating Twitter page and got kicked off Twitter for like 24 hours, whatever it was. <laughs> the Giants and Bucks are playing on Monday Night Football again this year. I know. I Tampa. Saw that. So that's going to be a really interesting game for me. The little, a little revenge game. Wait, wait, what week is that? 
Uh, is it week three or is it after? No, no, it's way, way it's late. It's yeah. three, six, nine, ten. Week ten or eleven? I can't tell. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Monday Night Football, Giants, Bucks. I'm excited to see that one. And then I don't understand what the NFL was thinking. All the the Giants fans that are mad or were mad from week seventeen when the Eagles took a fucking knee and were chumps and fucked the Giants out of the playoffs. They should have. They should have made the and, last game the Eagles. Well, yeah. well then. Then they decided to hop us in the draft to take Devontae Smith. And somehow our first game against the Eagles is week fucking like 11. Yeah. Our first game against the Eagles is like week 11. And then we have like some random game week. Wait, when's the first game against the Cowboys? Week five. What yeah. the Yeah, fuck? the Giants for the first time in like – Oh, they actually, don't play a division year, rival within the well, first three weeks. Well, last year they had Washington week two, but last year they opened up against the Steelers, which everyone was crazy about because usually the Giants open up in Dallas every single fucking year. That was kind of like the tradition. It's like, oh, who are we playing on the on week one? Everyone already knows. This year they open up at home against Denver, which is just weird. I get to see hopefully my boy Drew Locke fourth day to watch. Well, the only play. bad thing, like I don't, I didn't send it to you. So I looked up the, the Super Bowl odds from mm-hmm. Vegas. The Broncos are ahead of the Colts. Uh, so does Vegas think that Rodgers is going to the Packers or to the Broncos no matter what? Because how are you gonna put, especially yeah. the pre well, the preseason polls? Vegas um, put out the preseason polls and Denver wasn't even in the top 20. Now they're number eight. Well, they're someone, the second favorite to get Rodgers. Someone ha- – who's the first? The Raiders? Uh, San Francisco, I think. No, they're not getting, getting Rodgers. But Packers I have here – The Packers will not tra- – because he has to trade. He can't choose the team. The Packers will not trade Rodgers to San Francisco, especially after not capitalizing at the third overall pick. Mm-hmm. Now they're not – they're done. That, that, those trade – that's just not happening. They took Trey Lance. They have Jimmy G. They got their quarterback situation set up. They're not going to give up their future for two years of Roger. I have here, I have here Denver and, and Indy both at twenty to one. Not Indy. It's not going to be Indy either. If if it was Indy, they wouldn't have traded for Wentz. We got no, no. Bull. You're not listening to me for the Super Bowl odds. Oh, oh. I thought you meant for Rogers. No, Denver and Indy both twenty to one. Denver is the same thing as Indy. Uh, Cleveland. 16 to 1. Okay, the fav- I can understand the favorites Cleveland. of the Chiefs. The favorites of the Chiefs at plus 450, so 9 to 1 2. Uh, or the Giants. The Giants are 80 to 1 with the Jets. Jets and Giants are both 80 to 1 to win the Super How are the year. Jets the same as the Giants? Who the it's fuck kind of, makes this shit? It's kind of funny, too, because the Falcons are also 80 to 1. Oh my God, bro. I, but, listen, uh, I, I, I'm so bad. So are the at, I'm so bad at everything I do. The only job where you can be wrong more than right is a meteorologist or these predictions. <laughs> Get me a job as these prediction motherfuckers. That's why I said I'm pretty bad at picking, but I'm still 40%. Like, what the fuck? Give me this job. But yeah, so that's our that's our NFL take. We're gonna get it, like we say, we're gonna get into the schedule on the Instagram. We're gonna do a little bit of a breakdown of that. We got so but much time. We have more shit to talk about now because what do you want to jump into first? Knicks or Islanders? Knicks. All right, we're gonna do NBA. The season hasn't ended yet, but the playoffs are upon us. The Knicks have clinched. New York, New York we're here. here. The Knicks have clinched one of the top six seeds, which means that they don't have to play in this stupid fucking play-in tournament. And they have clinched a playoff. That LeBron the first hates, time. even though he 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 yeah. admitted that he liked it last year. Well, he hates it, but he also needs it to get in the fucking playoffs. So um the Knicks clinched the playoffs for the first time in like, was it eight years? Since Mello. They're 39-31. There's two games left. They play Charlotte and Boston, I believe. And right now they are tied for the fifth seed with the Heat. The Hawks have a half game up, but the Knicks and Heat both have a game in hand. Um, I don't know. Um, um, at this point, I don't really care whether they have home court. I think it matters for them because they play so much better at MSG, but just to be in that four or five matchup and avoid Milwaukee at three, because basically the top three seeds are already locked up. It's going to be uh, Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. So if you're in that six seed, you're kind of fucked having to play either Milwaukee or in this case, Brooklyn, because they're only a game behind them. So I want the Knicks in that four or five seed. Um, 
I think they have a better shot against the Hawks. The Heat scared the shit out of me. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. The See, Heat, that's the thing, too. I haven't been paying attention, but I listen to every single radio show with, like, Knicks fans and everything. It's so split down the middle who they want to mm-hmm. play. People are saying, like, no, fuck it. We swept the series against the Hawks. We want them. But it's like the Heat aren't as talented. They can't put up enough points. We want them, too, because defensively we can handle mm-hmm. them. And it's just like it's split back and forth, and it's just like well, it's just all about matchups. Like you're gonna have to either deal with Trey. But I think or as Jimmy the Buck. Knicks, you already succeeded. Like you're this season as a Nick fan and as a Nick player, your sole purpose was to make New York more attractive, and you fucking did that times ten. Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Derrick Rose made New York so Maybe much quickly. more value. Yeah, and. It, all the young guys on the team made that made New York so much more valuable than it actually is. So all these free agents are going to look at New York now as, Oh shit. They made the three seed opposed to the past five years when they were like, Oh shit, they're, you know, a lottery pick. So now everyone's going to look at New York as like, and especially with fans coming back too. that's the biggest thing ever. NBA basketball and NCAA basketball too is so focused on momentum. If you hit a three, the crowd goes crazy. If you, if you block someone, the, the crowd goes crazy. In football and in baseball, like, the crowd doesn't play as much of an impact as it does in basketball. Because basketball, the crowd influences the play. If you get hype, it hypes up that team. It's, it's almost like your energy feeds off to the team. And that's what's been happening with the Knicks, especially letting people back into the garden. You let people back into the garden when the Knicks are making the playoffs for once after, what, seven, eight years? That's all the momentum they need. That's a team that's going to be a wild card that's going to carry that shit until the finals. Yeah, I, I agree with you to a certain point. If you would have told me that like a month ago, being like, yeah, if the Knicks make the playoffs, that's a successful year. Now? No, it's still just, successful. Just, well, it's still successful, but I want more just because I think that Julius Randle is turning into that kind of all-star guy. So instead of trying to attract a Kawhi or a LeBron or a – a fucking Dame Lillard, whatever they were trying to get. I think Julius Randle could be that guy for them, and they can just try and build around him still and keep adding better pieces. Kind of like, you know, how the Sixers have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons? I think that, especially now, I think Randle and R.J. Barrett can be like a lower version of that, and they can add guys like a Tobias Harris, like more shooters around them. I don't like Tobias Harris. Well, I'm saying like a lower level superstar. You don't have to go after the cream of the fucking crop. Like we're not going to have to in but two you, years. But do you think even though LeBron's going to be retiring soon after all of this, the KD I don't think thing, he is. I don't think he is. I, I would say I think, four to five I think years. He wants, four to five. I think he wants to play with his son. I think that's what he wants to do. Listen, he's not Frank Gore, all right? Four to five years, he's probably going to be done. LeBron's he's he's been not hurt. human, bro. He's not he's, retire he's been, but like he's been hurt. He, he's been hurt this year more so than any other year. At some point in time, your body, it doesn't matter if your brain's telling you, your body says, nope, can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. It's not your mental, like you're still there. You've got that competitive edge in you. You've been an athlete since you were six years old and your body is just shutting the fuck down. You can't do it anymore. It's not you. I just haven't seen like real signs of that. They're just resting him because they but, do load management. Uh, I don't know about that. They're about to be in the playing tournament. If if they didn't want to be in the playing tournament, why would you not throw LeBron out every fucking game? He doesn't want to play every game. He's well, what, but then why would he want to play in the fucking playing tournament? He's playing more games in the playoffs. Well, because the playing tournament leads to the playoffs. That's what it is. But that's what I'm like. He and and he and he he opposed against it last time. He said, "I don't." Well, he said the playing tournament's good. Now it's bad because he has to do it. I think he's afraid of it because that one loss is going to cost him the whole fucking thing. I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't think he's, I could see him playing for another five to seven. No, to be what, honest with you. seven. No. Yeah. I 45, 43, 44 years old. Hell no. Yeah. I could see it. Not a basketball player. I just think Hell it's, no. I think it's a pride thing. I think he wants to play until he's top he of the board of fucking everything. If it's a pride thing, he's going to be at the fucking ninth man off the bench. And he's going to be averaging eight points. There's no way at 40 years old, LeBron is going to be doing what he's doing right now. But back to the Knicks point, I wanted to say like, they're not, they're not looking for cream of the crop at this point. So I feel like, like 
I made the comparison, I think it was a few episodes ago, that they remind me a lot of those 20, I think it was 2018 or 2019 Nets with D'Lo and with Harris LeVert and Jared Allen. They were a scrappy team. They kind of came out of nowhere, made the playoffs. They lost to the Sixers in the first round, but they were attracting KD and Kyrie the next season. KD and Kyrie saw, okay, there's a good young core to build around with this team. If we go there, we can elevate them to what they are now, which is basically Eastern Conference favorites at this point. Now, if you would have said to me a month ago, yeah, that's what the Knicks are doing, I would agree with you and say, hey, look at Kawhi. Look at one of those superstars that's not on a long-term deal at this point and try and attract them to come to play in, at MSG. Now, I think they can go after guys that fill roles for them but are still maybe towards the end of their career but still superstar level. It's probably not something that can happen, but I could see them going after a guy like a Chris Paul in the in free agency next year. I know he's not – He's. I think he's got a player's option in Phoenix, and there's a good situation in Phoenix. Like, they're – with the, with the Western Conference being what it is at this point, they could make it out of the West in the NBA Finals this year. But that's a guy that I could see them going after, or a guy, I mean, it's it's kind of a sentimental pick for me, but hey, bring back a Carmelo as a six-man. Have a, a, a spacing-the-floor shooter coming off the bench, playing 25 minutes a game. I, you could do that. Bringing guys that fill roles, because they still need shooters, as much as RJ's improved and as much as J, um, Julius Randle's a shooter quickly can shoot, but they need guys to spread the floor. And that's the kind of aspect I'm looking at it now where I want them to win the four or five game. If they make that three, six game against, at this point, it would be Milwaukee. I can't see them winning more than a game or two against Milwaukee in a series like that when Giannis turns it on. So if they make that four or five series, I expect them to win the four or five series, regardless of if it's Miami or Atlanta. I think it's a better chance if they beat Atlanta, but you never know. I mean, the way this team is playing, they they won, what was it, like 11 of 12, something crazy like that. So that's my Knicks point. I think the last game of the season is Friday. Sunday. Today's Friday. Sunday is the last game of the season, and the playoffs start that next week. So we'll see. I mean – they're locked into the, one of those top six teams. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that the Knicks would be locked into the top six seeds in the in the playoffs, I'd be fucking over the moon, pounding champagne. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll do a little bit more in the NBA once the playoffs start. We'll probably do like a series. Wait, when does the NBA? Um, when does the season end? Sunday. I just said Sunday? that. All right. So you're gonna have to send me. You're gonna have to send me your awards so I can put up a little thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to put my shit up too. I'm gonna have to do a lot of research. I don't know shit. <laughs> but yeah, no. So we'll do a little probably series recap or a series preview before once we find out who the Knicks are actually gonna play. Because I mean it doesn't matter where they play, they're gonna fucking kill them. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure that out and then put that stuff up. But speaking of series that are already set, starting on Sunday, about to get some penguin ass up in this bitch. So I'll pull oh, for the sure, bracket right now. Sunday at 12, game one. Oh, Penguins, Islanders in Pittsburgh. Uh, oh, here we I'm, go. I'm very scared. Islanders in seven, baby. Yeah. I also have them in seven, but I'm also scared because oh, it's a bad the money. Well, the money, the money in, in Vegas is going towards the Islanders. All the all the public money is going oh, towards that's the not Islanders. Good. And all the experts are picking them in like six, seven. Damn, something, that's something not good. So a little background on it. Penguins were six and two against the Islanders in the regular season this year. The Islanders, as of late, haven't been playing very well. Um, I mean, it was a couple months ago they lost Anders Lee, the captain, to a torn ACL, and then he's not going to be back in the playoffs. So you can forget about that. They added Zajac and Paul Mary. They haven't really done too yeah, much. Paul Mary hasn't done shit. Paul um, Mary's what one point in like fourteen games yeah. or some shit like that. They haven't really done too much, and the. The, the goaltending situation scares me a little bit because Barlamov got hurt last game, and I don't know what his status is for the playoff series. So it could be Sorokin the whole way. And, I mean, though that tandem combined, it's been the third best – I think it was statistically-wise the third best goalie tandem in the NHL this year. So, oh, dude, Sorokin and fucking uh, Varlamov went off. And Sor- there's a Sorokin's first fucking year. Yeah. And, and I, I know back in the day I used to tell you about this guy. No, we watched we my friend, yeah, dude, the KHL. We used to watch every time that he drank, 
you want to watch the Rogan videos? Mm. Uh, just throw, I'm, I'm like, sure. It was yep. just like Russian music and him just nasty saves all over yeah. the place. He was, I think his his like goals against average for his career in the KHL was like under two. Oh, was like a I, think, yeah, I think it was under one. Yeah, he didn't let up anything. He's nuts. But like, that's the thing. Like I've been waiting for years and years for him to come to the NHL. And now, I mean, if Varlamov can't go, it's his fucking show. Um, it scares me a little bit, but it also reminds me a little bit of, do you remember, I think it was like four or five years ago now, when Matt Murray was a rookie for Pittsburgh and Fleury was on his way out? Like right before I don't remember he when he was around. a rookie, but I just remember so, Matt Murray being well, fucking sick. It was the last, it was the last cup that Pittsburgh won. It was, I think it was 2017 or 18, something like that. And Matt Murray was a rookie that year, I believe. And he took them all, all the way to the Stanley Cup. So all, all playoff hockey is, is hot goaltenders and timing. So how you play the last week of the season and is your goalie hot? And Islanders hadn't been playing well the last week of the season. And That's their starting sure. goalie got hurt. So I'm scared for the series. I'm, I, it's, it's weird because last year I was confident. Last year, they came back after the, uh, the pause for the pandemic. They got Adam Pellick back. They came back out and played in the bubble. They kicked the shit out of the Rangers in that first game. They kicked the shit out of the Panthers in that first series. And then they played the Caps, I believe. It was the Caps and then the Flyers. And they beat both of them. And I was confident going into those series, thinking, we're going to win this fucking series. I'm not even worried about it. And now, round one, I'm already fucking worried about it. But you never know with the Islanders and the Penguins in the playoffs. Uh, the first, I remember it was the first season they made the playoffs in like 12 years, whatever it was, when Tavares was on the team and they took Pittsburgh to six, ended up losing. That was the first time they played. And then the next time was, it was, I think it was a sweep. They swept in the first round. That was the game one of the Island game, the, the Barzal, the Bailey, all that nonsense. So it's a toss up. Um, I think. Me and Sean both made our brackets at this point. Yep. I have a biased bracket. I'm going to go back and make a real bracket tonight with how I'm actually feeling. My, my ideal situation, I'll break it down for you. So in the Eastern Conference, the way they're doing it this year, each division, so it's one versus four, two versus three. And then I believe they reseed. It's the same thing. They, yeah. Isn't like, it the same thing on the West? Well, yeah, they reseed once they get to the um, – like semifinal, I believe. So like if we beat Pittsburgh, let's say for example, Boston beats Washington. I oh think yeah, yeah, play, yeah. I think we play the next highest seed. You yeah, that's what I, when I made my bracket, it was like you haven't determined a lower seed, pick the lower yeah. seed for this matchup. And like I had yeah. to pick, you know, like what was gonna happen. Yeah, so it's a little bit it's a little bit funky with the way they're doing it with the division, but my ideal situation would be seeing like Toronto. And seeing Tavares versus, versus Islanders, that's that's my ideal situation at this point. So, anything else to add to that? Uh, to the to the no, uh, not to the hockey thing. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna put up our we're hockey uh, predictions. I've been like as much as I saw, like if you, week one through week fifteen, week sixteen, NHL games, MLB games, NHL games. I fucking I suck. I suck. If you ever want betting advice, do the opposite of what I do. But for whatever reason, for the past three years, I've predicted the NHL playoffs, the MLB playoffs, and the NFL Super Bowl too. When we did our shit, I had Chiefs versus Bucks, and I had Bucks winning. I, for whatever reason, the big games I, I have a grasp of. And as of right now, I see the Avalanche – versus the Panthers. Florida Panthers. Really? Yeah. I don't even have them making it. They're too hot. They're too they're too hot. And my cousin liked to say they're playing the lightning, the defending champions. You beat the defending champions, you're going all the way. Well yeah, I agree with that take if they beat the defending champions, but they have to beat the defending champions. I mean Tampa was an absolute fucking wagon last year. Barkov and, and they're and Johnny, they're still- Johnny Hockey, Johnny Huberto. It's I, I just think the Panthers are just so hot and so score heavy right now that they're just gonna take it. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I have today. no reasoning behind it, <laughs> but I've been right the past three years. So that's my reasoning. And I was going to switch it. I was going to switch it, but I was like, fuck it. It's my first instinct. Well, also my take out West, watch out for those Canadian teams, either Toronto or Edmonton. Um, I could see oh, I have, McDavid. I have Edmonton going far. I could see McDavid going fucking off this year. Yeah, he's mad. He's mad. He's, he's getting been, disrespected. Well, he's been waiting for having. He's been waiting for some backup. Basically, he's also he's disrespected. Finally, he's the he's best finally, player, and he has no team. He can't carry a team somewhere. He's, he's getting, finally he's disrespected. got a. He's finally got a running mate with Drysaddle, and I mean, you saw what they did. We had our fantasy hockey league. Hasn't Dry, Hasn't Drysaddle been on the team for like two, three years? I know, but he hasn't come into his own until last year. So they're finally ready ready to go. So I would love to see in that second round a little Toronto-Edmonton matchup. Ooh, that would be a good series. But, hey, start Sunday, baby. And also, one thing to add, this is the last season at the Coliseum. So you never know. The Islanders might have some momentum with that. They're they're absolutely unbeatable at the Cali. So – might we'll, be they uh, might play to their downfall, but well, we'll see. We'll see what games two, no, three and four, three and four at the Coliseum. But hey, starting Sunday at noon, game one, it's gonna be a war, as all the Islanders are saying on Twitter. Yep. Um, all right, well, for our, our final segment of the day, we're bringing it back. I'm gonna crack another one for this for a fucked up Friday. Top five, baby. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. I don't even know. It feels, how, it feels good. How do we even do this? Um, already already did the. Bam, 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 bam. Yep, already um, did it. So Sean, Sean's hammered. He went out and did it. No, no, no. I said that. I said you already did it. So I'm trying to think about. Um, I know you have the first pick. It's well, you gonna tell you gonna tell everyone what the top five is. Oh, right, 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 right. All right. So we voted on this. I don't know, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. Again, it was like. We don't get a lot of votes. We probably get like 30 to 40 votes on everything, but like 25 to 26 of the 40 votes was on this. So it's sports bromances, uh-huh. which Connor and I have decided to, you know, discuss. You we're can doing have, pairs. We're doing pairs. No, we're, we're doing also pairs. doing multiples. One person, one pair. You get one pair from three to four people, you know, like, like a group of people. Yeah. Like, you know, like the Duke rapists, whatever, you know. Yeah, we could be the Duke rapists. I'm probably not going to pick them. But uh, you get one one chance to pick three or more people. Everything else has to do two or more. It's a bromance. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the big three, the big, you know, whatever. Whatever people want to do. All right, well, who has the first pick? You. And with that, if you take If you do this – I, I might log off of Zoom. Well, I don't know if you're actually gonna. I, I thought I think we're on the same page with our multiples. I think we are. We have. I'm gonna log part. off of Zoom. <laughs> but I'm gonna take the ultimate multiple group. Um, I'm going with the banana boat. I mean, bronze CP3 weight, mellow on the banana boat. Fucking god! I literally like. I really. I really. That wasn't. No, it wasn't my first. When you were saying that, because you know me. Like you were, you were talking to me like you knew what I was gonna say, and I was gonna. I jump had a feeling. The, I was gonna jump through the, the fucking computer screen and kill you. All right. See, I don't even know unless you're going with the fucking uh, the core four. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're doing? You're yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See, so I, would, going, I never, uh, I never would have picked those guys. That's what I'm saying. I'm going core four. Uh, Jeter, Pettit, Posada, mm-hmm. Rivera. The See, I didn't even four. have that on my list. Oh yeah, exactly. That that that's the only the only people I had more than two people. Mm-hmm. Three or what is it? Three championships? Four championships? Yeah, four championships. But are those MVP, guys are those guys bros though? MVP. It doesn't matter as long as they were <laughs> bros on the field and they won championships. Yep. I'm gonna go fuck. Yep, yep. Jeter, Posada, fucking Mario. Oh, dude. The fact that they let Bernie Williams get out of that core four and they didn't call it the core five is is just so insulting to Bernie. Dude, one of the best defensive shortstops of all time. I'll be the first person to say that Ooh, Derek Jeter. No, no, no. Derek Jeter is probably the most overrated player of all time. I don't know about that. Dude, he, he's he overrated, really, but I don't know. He's he's pretty overrated. I loved him. He made the jump throws. He made every single fucking play. You know, he batted over 300. But he was never like that. When you thought of the New York Yankees, just like, 
who who's gonna bring us to a championship? It was never fucking Jeter. He was hitting three hundred, batting, you know, twenty. <laughs> All right, well, well, hold on. So I want you to say it one more time, loud and clear, so I can clip this later on. Go I'm say what you're gonna you, say. I've told you this multiple times. Derek Jeter is one of my favorite athletes of all time, but he is one of the most overrated athletes of all time. And clip it. He is. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not biased. I'm not stupid. He, he really it. is. He is. He, he, he's super overrated. He got all of his accolades from being in New York, being a handsome guy, dating multiple people, batting 300. Great defensive shortstop. Great fucking player. Great person hits. for New York, but he never took them to the next level. He was on the team that was already good. Like everyone's always like, "Gee, is this?" You're going off on a tangent and forgetting what we're actually doing right now. No, but I'm saying, like, I I, I just want to be unbiased, like, because because <laughs> we put that shit up when um oh we put the thing up about like who's your favorite athlete and a lot of people pick Jeter for me. And I'm like, you don't even fucking know me. Like, I'm a huge Jeter fan, but Peyton Manning is my favorite fucking player of all time. Derek Jeter is a close second, but, you know, he's my favorite. But do you personally think, as a baseball player, he's one of the best players of all time? Uh, no, but he's probably, exactly. one, of best, he's probably one of the best Yankees of all time. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, like, I'm not shitting on Jeter. I fucking love Jeter. I bought his fucking glove. I bought his elbow pads i bought his cleats but the fact that yankee fans like hype him up and say like he's the best player of all time it's just like you're just you know you're shitting on us even more uh i'm i'm rattled right now this is like this is the equivalent so this is the equivalent to me saying like david wright is a bad person <laughs> no, that's not even close. That's not even close. I said Derek Jeter's not the best shortstop of all time. David Wright's a great human being. He's a fucking fantastic person. Well, you've been exposed on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to clip that later. Hey, What's hey, your number two pick before you go off on another tangent, drunkie? As Sean takes a sip. All right. Number we're two. Waiting, we're waiting with uh, with bated breath for this number two all pick. Right. You went, number you two. Four, four, number one. What's number two? Number two, reluctantly. I'm going to go with um, faggot Tom Brady and uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I mean, that's the number one sports bromance going right now. So like that was, I I was hoping you'd be too drunk to take it, but that was going to be my number two. If you couldn't get it. Um, I was pissed. I was pissed. I was pissed putting it together. I'm like, like they fucking, they suck each other off. It's got to be on my list. That was the first one I thought of. First one I thought of when I, when you, when you had this idea up there, but I mean, the video with them playing bad boys for life and the shrug after the it's conference just, championship so they did gay. begin at the Super Bowl. How old is it's Brady? So awesome. It's so gay. But hey, Brady and Gronk. All right, so you have core four and Brady and Gronk number two. Wait, what was as your first? Right, as of right now, I have the banana boat. Banana with CP three, Wade, Braun, and Mello. That famous picture of them on the banana raft. Um, so now I have my two and three. Ooh. Um, all right, well, two, because I know I get back-to-back picks now. I'm going two. I'm going with the Splash Bros. I'm going Stephen Clay. All right. That was I mean, that's, that's solid. Those yeah. guys love each other. They're always hugging and shit. One, one championships, best, yep. Two of the best shooters in NBA history. I was um, on my list. So self-explanatory. And then number three, I'm going personal. I'm going David Wright and Jose Reyes. I mean, those guys absolutely fucking loved each other. They were the best left side of the infield the Mets have ever had. And – I get emotional thinking about it, but watching them, they brought back Jose Reyes for their, uh, for David Wright's last season. Oh, that did not work in. out well. Well, they threw him in at shortstop for David's last game, and they had that big hug out on the field, and they hyped each other up. They, they came up together. They were the, basically the core, the, the homegrown core of that 06 team that should have made it to the World Series. Special, part my, special spot in my heart for, uh, for La Melaza and David Wright, but – all right, so that's that's what I got. So two I had at the Splash Brothers, and then three I had right and race. You now have you're now on the clock for three and four. How much time do I have? Ten seconds. No, I'm not. I'm not even gonna say I'm gonna go right uh, I'm gonna go right away with um, probably you know, if I, I was a super athlete in high school, a super athlete in college, super athlete mm-hmm. in prof- professionals. 
you always have to try and find your longtime friend. You know, that guy that you started with back when you were 18. And who's on the same team when they were freshmen? Now. Jarvis Landry Damn and Odell Beckham. Shit. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. High school together, college together. Now they're in the pros together. Bros for fucking life. They fucking love each other. That was one of the main reasons uh, Odell wanted to go to Cleveland. Yep, yep. Damn, that's that's a good one. That was was another one I had on my list. Um, You now have four. You have back-to-back picks, dude. I got back-to-back? Oh, shit. All right. This is where it gets dicey. So this is where it's going to get dicey. So I got my core four. Got everybody else. Now I'm going to go with a little coach-player relationship. Coach-player, okay. Best friends. You didn't even know about it. Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, yeah. That's yes, a good one. sir. Best fucking friends for life. Joke around with each other. Popovich is smacking him on the ass, pulling his pants <laughs> down. He's fucking turning around, like pretending he's going to punch him in the face. I love it. Like if I had to play for any coach in any professional setting, I'd play for Greg Popovich a hundred percent. He's a player's coach all the way. Damn. Okay. Well, I didn't have this one originally on my list, but now that I have four and five, you brought up coach player and it actually reminded me of something. Joe judge. No, not Joe Judge. He's, <laughs> he's not pissing on anybody. I'm going. I'm going. Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin. Mm. You ever see that video when when Coughlin got dismissed and Eli's and sitting cried. there in the front row and, and he's he got cried. tears going down his yeah. face? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Cough, and Coughlin goes, I, "I want you guys to know it's not your fault, Eli. It's not your fault. This is not on you." And Eli's sitting there crying because it's the only coach he's ever. And had. then and then he walks oh. off the stage and and, and Mara goes like a big this. ass hug. Oh. And, Mary goes like this, and Coughlin just walks right by him. No, yeah. <laughs> well, Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin is the greatest. Oh, he's coach. a goat. He's he didn't get yeah. shit. You said you. He's like you fired me. Fuck off. Yeah, no, that's uh, Coughlin in my book is he's the best Giants coach. Oh, I love Coughlin. I'm hoping, great coach. I'm hoping Judge can like kind of carry that mantle. He has the same kind of mentality where it's like players no, he's, first. He's, he, he's a little stupid. But that's that's number four for me, and then. I have two more on my list. I have one OG one, and then I have one new age one. I think I'm actually going to go – I think I'm going to go new age just to kind I have, of – Wait, I have one left, right? Yeah, you have one left. Oh, you have number shit. five left. This is my number so five. much – oh, dude, I got like four things. Fuck. So I'm going to go with a new one. It happened in college. They won a national championship together. Burrow and Chase. And – as of a couple weeks ago, they were drafted. They did a little yeah, draft right. reveal. He wore orange Air Jordans to the draft party. I'm going Money Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, who I think is going to be the best receiver in this first-round draft. I'm doing this just based on potential as well. I mean, they were a lights-out duo in LSU with Coach O. They brought LSU, like, I think it was the first uh, national championship if, if not in school history, in like 50-plus years. I know that. Um, yeah, it was a long-ass time or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then what happened? Wait, didn't they go like 2-10 this year or some shit? Yeah, well, they lost the quarterback. They lost all the receivers. And the they had like that so. Brennan motherfucker, motherfucker kid. But um, I'm doing this based off their career at LSU, the fact that Jamar Chase, some people may argue this, he was the best receiver in that room, in that wide receiver room at LSU with Justin Jefferson. And with everyone else, they had, they had Thaddeus Moss in there as well. He was the best receiver in that room with Justin Jefferson on the team. And I think they're going to be a fucking lights-out combo in Cincy. I don't think that they have enough offensive linemen to protect Joe Burrow. But if they end up figuring out their offensive line, I think Burrow and Chase could be that next big-time, like, combination. You know what I mean? Like the one-two combos. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but Rodgers the thing is, Adams, too – the one Thomas, thing, the, those kind of combos. If if you look, I did the redraft grades. Originally, I gave Jamar Chase a C minus, just because. All right, oh, it's because his, they needed everything. His, else no, 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 too. no. It's his, it's his best, uh, it's his best player. It's his best wide receiver. Everything, but yeah. he needs an offensive lineman. He just got hurt. He got hurt for the whole fucking season. Yeah. He need, Sewell's sitting there, right there, 
Terrace Marshall, they have the first pick in the second round. Terrace Marshall is still there. And I said that. I said that from the get-go. Before the draft even started, a week, two weeks prior, I said, take the tackle right away. Protect Burrow. You have the first pick in the second round. Marshall's going to be there. Elijah Moore is going to be there. Someone's going to be there. And the Bengals decided to take Joe Burrow's boy. After an ACL injury where Joe Burrow might not even be able to play week one. He's going to play week two, and they took him. You know know what I think had a lot to do with that? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow wanted his boy in Cincy because he knows what he can do. It's the comfortability factor. It's the same reason why Devontae Smith went to the Eagles. It's the same reason why they took Jalen Waddle in Miami. They want to make sure these quarterbacks are comfortable. And I don't think – it was the smartest decision, but I think if you keep your franchise quarterback happy and they believe in Joe Burrow, I believe in Joe Burrow at this point. Keep happy. I believe in Joe Burrow too, though, but after a serious injury, why would you not take the first five picks on the best overall tackle? Well, we talked what? about this a little Well, no, listen, we talked about this a little bit, and I told you that Sewell graded out. And like compared to the tackles that were taken last year, Thomas, like the big four. It doesn't matter. He was, he was fifth behind all of those guys. It so that, doesn't that means, matter. Yes, it does. Yes, no, it does. No, it doesn't. Your quarterback, his, his knee just exploded. If, if the value's not there, you're not going to reach and take someone that you don't think fits your team. Plus, your quarterback's petitioning to get this guy in here. Tyler, Board is, Tyler Board is 26. T. Higgins is 22. Auden Tate is 24. Drew Sample is 23. Why did you need to take a weapon? Why? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Take that back. Drew Sample is not a weapon. He's 23, though. Like That doesn't make him a weapon. But but you drafted him. Like, you got Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Auden Tate, and your quarterback just almost died. He got his knee snapped out of his fucking leg. And you but you're not listening to me. The, the value receiver. wasn't there. They could have traded for Orlando Brown or some, some other tackle if you wanted to do that. They had the assets to trade. Why didn't they go and get Orlando Brown? Why didn't they go and get Trent Williams last year if they had a needed offensive line? If they knew that Penny Sewell was going to be the Fisher, best guy coming out. Because the Colts got him. If they knew that Penny Sewell was going to be the best guy coming out and he was graded fifth out of all the tackles they were taking last year, it, the, 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 it's not there. It's, it, not there. They, they, they did it based off of – Burrow being happy, and you know what? Burrow's gonna why? be happy. Yeah, Burrow's gonna be happy while he's in a fucking full body cast because his femur got broken. It, it's, it's it literally is a joke. I'm never for the for the next two to three years. I am not. I know we're on the dynasty league together. I, I made a good trade, James White and Chris Goblin. We're getting first. so far off topic. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, he will never go like. Those fantasy fucking trades, he'll never go for anything more than nothing. He's gone. I don't understand what you're saying right now. Well, who are you just talking about? Jamar Chase. Yeah. He, he's Why never would go he go? What? Why would he go for anything more for a first, second, third round when he's the fifth option on that fucking team? He is not the fifth option on that team. Get the fuck out of here. Are you out of your mind? Tyler Boyd. Tyler Ward's not better than T. Higgins. Him. T. Higgins is not better than him. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Drew Sample. And then Drew him. Sample's a scrub. But he's the tight end. They're not yeah, lining up in the same Jam- spot. J- Jamar Chase is the number one target on that team. But Drew Sample is going to be the tight end no matter what. He's lining up in the spot. So they're going to go a two or three wide set. I don't know what you drank at dinner, but you just said I that Jamar Chase is the fifth best option on the Bengals. So you out of your fucking yes. mind? You have a, you have a oh one tight end God. set. Sample. All right. When you have a one tight end set, there's three wide receivers. I can't Tyler let Boyd. you. I can't let you go on this rant anymore, dude. You're, you're digging yourself into a hole. Jamar Chase is Boyd, not the fifth best option on the Bengals. This is ridiculous. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Arden Tate, Drew Sample. I, you I, think I, all I of those it. guys are better than Jamar Chase? I don't think they're better than him, but but then why do you say he's the fifth best option? Because they fill the void that he didn't fucking fill. They need a fucking offensive tackle. Joe Burrow just died. You're, you're talking. Your French- right pick your pick your fifth pick your fifth pick for bromance. I can't let you go on this rant anymore. Oh my god! You off. You've been cut off. You have your fifth pick. As of right now, you have the core four. You have uh, I don't even remember who you took. Core four. You have who did you take from me? I don't think we're on five, are we? 
Yes, I just did my fourth and fifth picks. You got to slow down with those liquor drinks, dude. Uh, you have Brady and Gronk. You have four four. You have what was the coach player combo? Oh yeah, I got um, Pop and uh, Duncan. Pop and Duncan, and then you have one and more. then Odell and Jarvis. And Odell and Jarvis. All right, so make your fifth fifth pick. Last one of the. Of the so this is five. what's gonna fucking end you. I mean, I already beat you with my list, but yeah. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. You can't take them. Why? I have them in the banana boat. Oh fuck. <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So you got four people in the banana boat? Yep. We had one multi-pick. All right. <laughs> you were so confident with that too. I was. Cause I didn't say oh, You think I, I would have waited? You think I would have waited till fifth? No, but like the I, didn't, I like the banana boat's like four people. So I thought like Well, core four is four people. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, but it was like Yankees, I didn't, so I knew I wouldn't take if them. You took, if you took, like, Jeter and A-Rod, I'd be like, all right, you could take them. I didn't, like, if you took Jeter the core four, I know, I'm just saying, I'm giving yeah, no, you an I example. You. I got you, I got you. So, like, if you yeah, took two Make people, another pick. No, I'm saying if you took, I know, I'm trying to think now. Fuck. <laughs> I, oh, you your brain, right, I put your brain oh, in the You know what's on my list? Wright and Reyes, mm-hmm. Eli and Coughlin, mm-hmm. Burrow and Chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, you took Jarvis and OBJ. And Banana Boat. You fucked me. You took you took Brady and, and Clay and, and Steph. Yeah, bro, all my fucking all my auto shits are gone. Oh yeah. my god, that's why my list is gonna win. So I have to go with one of these two, and I'm trying to. I'm gonna go to the public. I can give you. I can give no, you. No, one no, 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 no. I'm gonna go to the public because I, I got two. I got two. I got two. I got two, and I'm gonna cater to the public. So yeah, I'm gonna go. Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I might have gone dry. You know what, you know what Nelson, my other one was? But... My other one was Adrian Beltre and Elvis Andres. That's a good one because he always touches dude, his head. Dude, the yeah. videos when they're fucking like tagging each other all the time. The other one I was thinking of, it's an oldie. It's back in the Denver Bronco days. Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall. Actually, it was oh Denver God. and Chicago. That was the other one that I had, but I went Barrow and Chase instead. So did you see? Wait, were those were those Jay Cutler tweets real? Did you see those tweets that. when he was like he 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 tweeted something like, "I put on a jersey to throw the ball to someone with a with a jersey." I kept throwing to the to the person with the other jersey, and people were getting mad at me. You know what? I kept making eight million dollars. So how about you suck my dick, bro? He tweeted that. I don't know if that's then, real, but if it is, that's fucking pimp. And then deleted it, but people like screenshot. I'm like, yo, is that real? Well, Jay Cutler is notorious for having no chill. Like, yeah, I know he fucking smokes uh <laughs> smokes cigarettes in the locker room and divorces his sexy he's, ass wife. He's a big stoolie. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's our top five for the week. It was a little bit long winded and a little bit ranty and a little bit off topic. But hey, yeah, but we haven't we been here, here for a while. We miss that's you what, guys. That's what we do here for a fucked up Friday. Sean had a little bit too much liquor at dinner, so he was uh, I, swerving. My, my waitress, my off, waitress. But. My waitress took 45 minutes to come get my check. I had too many <laughs> drinks. But all right. Well, we're going to throw this up on the, the social media, on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Vote, please, for the love of God, vote. I don't care who you vote for. You vote for all Just for Sean. Vote. That's want. what I'm saying. Like, like all <laughs> these people that view the story and they don't vote, I'm like, just click a fucking button. I think the last one we had had 40 or something votes on it. That was a pretty yeah. good turnout. It was I mean, good. Yeah. We have like we have like 500 followers, so like you, Get maybe yeah, that's like that's like twenty percent of people are fucking yeah. voting. <laughs> I, that's I mean I don't know if the math adds up on that, but we're not going to talk about that. I'm not going to math. Why, why don't you talk to Loth? Talk <laughs> to Loth about it. So just to recap, my top five sports bromances. Number one, we got the banana boat with CP3, Wade, Mello, and LeBron James. Number two, I got the Splash Bros, Steph and Clay. Number three, my personal favorite, David Wright and Jose Reyes. Left side of the infield combo for the New York Mets. Number four, Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin. Number five for the future, Joe Barrow and Jamar Chase. Sean, for your top five, take it away. Um, so I got the core four first. That was uh, my big defining moment. I think after that pick, I lost everything after that. Connor got mm-hmm. the best of me. So I got uh, Gronk and Brady, which they've got, I think, what, two or three Super Bowls. Um 
Brady's coming back to New England. Uh, what is it? October fourth. I think it's week four. And like yeah, the those tickets ten, are going for like bro, the, t- <laughs> the tickets are like twelve hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, I don't, I don't fucking understand it at all. But um, then I got Pop and Gronk, probably Pop the best. Pro- oh yeah, Pop and uh, Duncan, probably like the best um, coach player relationship of all time. Like they yeah. loved each other. They fucked around with each other. Pop probably like Pop. If I had to play for any professional athlete or like coach, I'd probably pick Pop just because he would talk shit back to you, and I loved it. Like he he would just say shit back to you, and he would fucking talk shit to the refs and everything too. Like that dude really was like a player's fucking coach. Like he had your back no matter what. Like he would fight for you tooth and nail. But um, number four, I got Odell and Jarvis Landry going to the same high school. Going to the same fucking college, being drafted in the same draft, ending up on the Cleveland Browns together. I mean, like, what else can you expect from your, you know, your college boy? That's all, that's that's all you expect. They're talking to each other nonstop. They're like, yeah, all right, we're gonna make it to the fucking league, and then they end up on the shitty team together. Never gonna make it to the playoffs because they end up on the Cleveland Browns. But whatever. Sure, I'm sure Boda's gonna love this part of the class. Yeah, shout out Boda Sports. Yo, the Browns ain't doing shit. All right. All right, um, and number five. And at number five, I got probably the most cliche bromance of all time. I don't know how you didn't hit it. Fucking LeBron and Wade. That was talking to each five. other. They what? That was not your number five. I have Bron and Wade. Remember, we talked about this. Wait, what did I say? <laughs> oh, Rogers and Jordy. Rogers and Jordy. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. Yeah, no, I, I was looking at your list. I, oh, yeah. I was looking at your list. <laughs> all right, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm here to babysit. No, no, no. I was looking because I have your list at five and I have my list down too. I didn't see. Connor's got my five. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, those got, are our top fives. Yeah, yeah I got I got uh, Rodgers and Jordy. I got the white boys. Uh, Jerry Krause, fucking uh, Rodgers don't fuck with the GM. He wants to get rid of them. And uh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, Jerry Krause. Well, he, he called him Jerry yes. Krause. Yep. Yep. Those are our top fives. Where do you think, where do you think, where do you think Rodgers ends up? He's going to be on the Broncos. No, Did you see the Vegas odds for the Broncos? They no. jumped up. They jumped up like 3,000. Talking about the Super Bowl odds? Yes. Yes. We've covered this. Dude, but we I'm covered saying, this earlier. No, no, no. But I'm saying like, I think Vegas, Vegas has – they know something that we don't know. I don't think Rogers, so. Rodgers – dude, if the Broncos are in front of teams like the Colts and everyone else, like there's no way they don't know something. Not even, clo- not even close. Well, those are our top fives. We just did our Rodgers predictions. He's going, I think he's going back to Green Bay. Sean thinks – I don't know. He's going somewhere. Probably going to Denver. <laughs> Denver. Um, please, for the love of God, we already went over a vote. We also just put up, I activated our YouTube account. So we're going to start doing some of these live, probably a fucked up Friday live, just because it's a little bit more fun that way. Um, what if we get subscribe, banned? subscribe, read and review. That's the, the what the podcasters do. No. Subscribe, um, rate, like, and subscribe and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Subscribe, rate and review on YouTube. That's, that's the podcast. That's what they say. All right. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. We're throwing those up. Uh, we appreciate all you guys for listening. And I don't know when the fuck we're going to be back. Probably on Monday, but who knows? We back, we, bitches. We, we got busy schedules and shit, so we never know. But, hey, we appreciate all of you guys. We love all of you guys. Vote on our shit. Like our posts. Follow our social medias and YouTubes. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace out. Later. Later. Later.